So you see, every day, every week, every month, and every year of my life, my hero's always 10 years away. I'm never going to be my hero. I'm not going to attain that. I know I'm not. And that's just fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. everyone, Dave here, and welcome to episode three of Wisdom with Friends. I'm really excited about the topic this week. Phil and I discuss fitness, and for me, it's been this incredible journey uh, the past five years. At uh, When I turned 40, I had weighed 208 pounds at five foot seven, and as I discuss in the podcast, I've also been a type 1 diabetic since I was 10. And I was, you know, pretty common uh, for my demographic and age and just really didn't know where to start. I knew I needed to be healthier. I gave all my time and my effort to my day job and my career. And uh, really, my body suffered for that. And I, I just a switch went off in my head. And I wanted to change things for the better and really be around for my family, uh, but also have the type of lifestyle as I got older where, where things didn't decay, that I could just enjoy life and uh, not have to worry about, um, you know, different quality of life as I got older. And so um, I'm happy to say it's been five years uh, since that time. I'm actually going to share pictures to show you some of the before when I was uh, 40, and now at 45, uh, I'll be 46 in January. I went from a size 38 waist to 32. I went from a XL t-shirt to medium. I went from 34% body fat to around uh, 20%. And, you know, it's just become a lifestyle for me. I've been able to hold that off and, um, you know, for, for five years now. So if anybody can do it, um, I mean, if I can do it, anybody could do it. So uh, my goal is to share uh, some of those tips, uh, where to start. There are so many apps that you can take advantage of. There is so much knowledge out there that you can take advantage of. And I mean, through the past couple years, just to see other people on this journey, it's been incredible how the human body can heal and uh, how it's never too late to start. All right, so the word for this week is fitness. And what does that mean? So I'll, I'll just start by saying you, Phil, I've always known you as the athlete. So when we first met, um, I mean, you've, there's, there wasn't like a sport that you weren't good at. You were always a natural athlete. And then in college, you started getting me to go to the gym. I right. can't I, I remember. Yeah. Remember you doing the pec deck? <laughs> you, your form was a little off, but you didn't care. You were pu- you were uh, you were putting up. You were getting gains, man. You're putting yeah. up weight. And see, and I didn't know what any of that was, and so I, I thought a little bit about this. In in um, if anybody's listening, the I had played sports when I was a kid, and then I had done a ton of skateboarding, like through high school. So I was active. It wasn't like I was, you know, just on computer games all day. But I didn't understand how the human body worked. So I didn't know how many calories. If you think about it, like how could you really track back then? I didn't know how many calories I was taken in. I didn't know what exercises did what. I didn't know what muscle groups worked. And like a lot of, I think, um, guys our age, like I had the barbell, you know, and I had a bench. But I know now I was doing things completely wrong. Thankfully, I didn't screw up my uh, shoulders or anything crazy like that. Right. Um, but just a lack of real information. So, well, I had the benefit of having a um, an uncle that trained Mister Arkansas, and like I remember <laughs> all all sorts of you know he I mean he had a gym in his own home because uh, because he was just really into it. So I had tons and tons of information when I first started working out, he had me lifting weights when I was like 15 years old, just to show me how to do it. Right. So I learned a lot just from him basically teaching me how. 
I that whole workout even... that we did when we were in college, that was he provide he like provided me every exercise that we were doing. So it's not like I even knew what the heck I was doing. I just followed the instructions. Yeah, and even the workout, like um, I remember that where you you were like, here, do three sets of these. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, what's great is like you could just go on YouTube and you can look it up, and you could actually see both like an illustrated way of how that form is supposed to be done yeah as well as like people actually doing it so i didn't even know if i was doing it right um yeah i bought i bought magazines and books and stuff like that because i had no idea either i really like he had um skull crusher i think was one of the things he wanted me to do and i was like i don't know i never heard of that man let me let me pick something that works that muscle group that i actually know but now yeah. I can just go to YouTube and be like, Skull Crusher, how do I how do I do that? And you'll see 15 different videos of people perfectly explaining with the form and everything. Yeah, that's why I, I love the time in which we're alive right now. Because for me, um, believe it or not, it's in two weeks. In two weeks, three years ago is when I first started my fitness journey. So I was five, seven... Uh, Let's see, three years. So I was 41 and I was 208 pounds. And now I think that the, the lowest I got last year was around 152. Mm-hmm. So I had in about two, a little over two years, I was down to 152. Uh, and that is when people started telling me that I didn't look right, mm-hmm. that my face was a little too gaunt. Um, even my brother was saying things like that. And I was determined to like see that number. It's it's weird how you can get things set in your head. Or I was determined to see a number like one forty something on the mm-hmm. on the scale, right? And um, just based on what everybody said, and then you know, I went through some things um, where our basement stuff had happened. So I basically lost my gym, mm-hmm. and I couldn't work out. And I went. I, I couldn't do weights. I couldn't do. Uh, treadmill i wound up buying a a treadmill again so there there was like maybe four months in there and i'd say in those four months i put on 10 pounds uh and everybody said i looked better (laughs) so what i what i started saying what i started doing this past year for me was saying hey look like this has become it's actually become a lifestyle for me which i think is what's important for fitnesses is to figure out yeah like figure out what age you are and what you want what does healthy mean and because of my medical condition, I don't know if I've said this on the on the show yet. I've been a type one diabetic since I was ten, so it's been decades of of living with this disease. So I do see a doctor every three months. So I get blood work done that says this is all your different cholesterols. This is just like basically everything going on in my body. Uh, my endocrinologist does, and so all those numbers were looking great for the first time in a very long time. Uh, and so I have not been on the scale. Um, for like a, a long time, but the clothes are still the same. I went from a 38 to a size 32 waist. I um, went from extra large. I mean, you know, I went from extra large t-shirts to medium t-shirts. And so all my clothes still fit and I have energy and it's just every day mentally, I say, I'm going to try and do some cardio. So if I'm work, if I'm doing chores around the house nowadays with like Fitbit and stuff, I do an hour cardio. Or if I don't, if I was just lazy all day, binge watching TV, doing work or playing video games, then I get on a treadmill for an hour. Mm -hmm. And I always think of you because you were like, even when we were in college, you were like, I got to go play basketball. Oh yeah. I could, I could not. And it was just, it's just the way I was wired was that I could not be still. It was impossible for me to be still because I just, I never was. I always had a Nerf hoop in my my bedroom. You know, I always was outside doing this, doing that. I I literally never, even if I was watching TV, I would watch TV laying on my back with a football in my hand and I would just throw spirals up and try and get as close to the ceiling as I could. Just, uh, you know, always doing something a little bit active. Didn't you have a tennis ball too? Like you would just be like throwing a tennis ball off the wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 When we were in college, um, it was when I was living with uh, with with Nick and Jeff and them. We had that big basketball hoop. Remember, we had that. I was constantly, constantly shooting hoops on that thing and just being active if I couldn't get out. And I was in the gym every day. But it was like I was just doing it because it was fun. It was once I started getting into the um, 
like the weights and all that, that felt like work, but, but playing ball and going out and throwing the ball with like my buddies, even throwing a Frisbee, whatever, it never really felt like I was working out. It just felt like I was having a good time. Yeah. And like, I always admired that about you. And for me, I, I approached it. Oh man, me and food have had so many issues over the years. It was like, and I think this is what everybody's different, right? Like if you grew up, I remember when things would be going poorly, like my mom would give me food or we'd go out to for fast food at McDonald's. And, and so I associated that. So this oh, like, interesting. Whole, I had yeah, no this, idea. Yeah, dude. Like there's so many memories of like fast food with my dad too. Like, uh, you know, delivering papers I had to do on my bike and then I had to go collect all the time. And then what would happen is Sunday, he would help me load it. And then afterwards, we would go to McDonald's and have breakfast. And that became a thing every single week. Mm-hmm. And so there was just this associate, I think, sometimes when you're stressed, you kind of cling to what's comfortable. Yeah. And so I had to mentally, when I went on this journey, figure out what I could do different when I started to feel down. And I, the one thing that people don't tell you, and I think you knew this, is that even if you if you feel bad and you exercise you feel good and it's it's at least that's the way it's been for me and it's weird right because you're like i couldn't even exercise today i feel like so down and then i run and i get like this shot of like happiness yeah that came for me a lot later and it came it came having read that that's a thing but before i even realized it but I mean, again, nobody ever had to tell me to do anything when I was younger. I just did it. You know, I just went out. I was always on my bike. I was constantly, constantly active. And it just, it's just the way that I was wired. I never had to make myself, uh, oh, I got to go out and do this and do that. I just did it. It's just who I was. And you were, you were like the dude, because people don't know what we look. And of course, we're older now too. But in your 20s, you must have been like 5% body fat. Like you were shredded, man. Might have been and less than that, are. but yeah. <laughs> well, not I quite. remember the first time. And as, you know, as like one heterosexual man to another, like you would take off your shirt and I, and, and all the other guys like that would too, but like we'd just like kind of stare. Be like, I wonder if I could look like that, (laughs) right? And I didn't realize at the time. Like I thought because all the knowledge and stuff, I thought, oh, well, I'm just formed this way. Like Mm -hmm. I remember reading about mesomorphs and and all that. And it's just, yeah, there's some kind of like body fat predetermined, but there's nothing Mm -hmm. you can't do to change your body fat level. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I can tell you that I did not have a sedentary life and whatever, whatever I was born with, it was mostly just, um, just the motor, you know, I just, I always had the motor running. And so I had a hard time gaining weight. I remember when, when, um, I hit about a hundred, yeah, 150, 155 pounds is about what most of my adult life, um, you know, 15 years of my adult life I spent at that weight. And for the life of me, I couldn't put another pound on. And I mean, I'm talking about eating six meals a day, protein, this and that. I mean, I would get stronger, but I wouldn't get a whole lot bigger. Yeah. And that was, you know, but we didn't know back. Did they even have protein powder? I remember creatine yeah. Oh, yeah. being a thing. Yeah. Yeah, we um, were doing amino acid. I mean, I, I was trying everything I could to put, to, put yeah. a, to put mass on. I just couldn't do it. I mean, because well, you were so active, you'd you would you would eat like that, but then you'd go play basketball for two three hours. Yeah, and I barely slept. Like I was just, I, I had my own issues to deal with as far as keeping my body healthy. I mean, I, I um I never had a problem with the way I looked, but I never felt or I shouldn't say never, I often felt off and I wasn't sleeping right. And I was just sort of like not really taking good care of myself and, um, eating like a sleeve of Oreos every day. Like not that that's changed a whole lot, but (laughs) (laughs) well, I don't know if you know about this. Um, and there's an app too. I don't think I've told you this. So I, I use a lot of apps to track my fitness. So you knew about my fitness pal as a way to track my caloric Mm -hmm. intake and I use Fitbit. Um, but I also use this app called Zero. I don't know if you remember Kevin Rose that used to do Dignation and all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's free. It's called Zero, and you can check it out. And basically, the the, the uh, again this for me it's always been about the knowledge. Like I feel like I never knew the instruction manual for my mm-hmm. body, and so finding out that the way our body works is we didn't used to be up all the time. Like think about modern society, right? We're up when the sun's down. 
And so you could basically be getting up at six o'clock in the morning, having a cup of coffee, which kicks off your metabolism and then not going to bed till two. Mm -hmm. And so your, your metabolism, you've been asking your body to digest all these foreign things that you're putting into it for way longer than it was designed to. And what it can do is it actually slows down your metabolism and it can make you feel tired all the time. And so I've been doing this for about a week and I'm already seeing the difference. And again, I'm doing it with my metal condition too. So, you know, um, if, if, Phil and I are by no means like experts in this. So, you know, please consult your doctor for anything <laughs> far, and far, <laughs> far from it. <laughs> um, but, but what's really cool is I, um, you start off. So I've been like around 13 hours event. I, I hear people go all the way down to nine, but like, I didn't know just having coffee kicks off your metabolism and starts all the enzymes and, and, and all this. And so the the whole idea is think of like 12 hours. So if you know that you're going to have dinner late, because you know you're working nine to five, and the family's not going to even sit down till six thirty or seven, right? Then what you should do, because you may want a little time after that. So let's say you, you want to your last meal by nine, then you should make sure you have nothing before then. Mm-hmm. And so that's for a twelve hour window would be nine to nine. But there are people that will bring in and not eat or not even have coffee until they're at work. So then you're talking like 10 or 11. So it just gives you that buffer and then eventually shrink that. And what happens is your body gets used to just processing during that time and you're not – it's like anything else, right? I think you said it good with like your genetics gave you the engine. You're not you're, – it's like um, – I think of it like an AC, right? You're not running the air conditioning all longer than it needs to and yep. stop freezing up and doing you're, – you're just running the machine – when it needs to be run. And um, it helps people sleep too. That was a, a, you know, you would hear you need eight hours, but I didn't know why. And then I started looking at Fitbit and understanding um, REM sleep, light sleep, deep sleep. And that deep sleep is actually when your body repairs and or loses weight and gains muscle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I, I never knew any of that stuff, to be honest with you. All I know is I would wake up in the morning and my stomach would almost be devouring itself. And about every three hours I would eat. And I, I'm still more or less like that. I'm about every four hours now. But I mean, I eat every three hours, no matter what, if I got up at, at you know, let's say eight o'clock in the morning, I'd eat 11, I'd eat at two, you know, I'd eat at five and eight, eight again. And you know, if, if I was up past 11, I'd eat at 11. I just kept, I would eat something, you know, it's just uh, my, my, uh, my own internal body clock or whatever you want to call it only knew one thing. And that was I'm hungry after three hours. (laughs) Yeah. And that's normal. Um, I get the same thing. Like I see because I track all my calories. This is something I've been doing now since, uh, three years ago. Because uh, it helps with my medical condition too, but I track everything in my fitness pal and you could see over time how often you're eating in a chart and mm-hmm. I am every two and a half, three hours as well. Oh. And I think that's what, that's, what's healthy. And, but what happens is if you, if you run that too long, then you do have problems sleeping. Um, it can, it can affect all sorts of, you should, you should try to, you might, um, you might really like it. Yeah, I, I use uh, it off and on, you know, I, I was trying to figure out cause so what happened to, to me was I, um, I gained weight for the first time after I tore my ACL. I tore my ACL playing basketball and, you know, as competitive as I am, like I just said, okay, they say I'm going to be back on my feet in a year. I want to be back on my feet in nine months or whatever. And, and I, I, um, I just hit the gym super hard, hit my rehab super hard. And all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I weighed 163 pounds when I was used to being 155 and couldn't put on a pound. And it was like, because I, because my knee was out of shit, was basically out of commission. I couldn't do the basketball and this and that. And some of that, you know, that, that natural kind of movement that I was just so used to, it just, I I didn't have the opportunity to do that anymore. And so then I was like, oh, okay, well maybe if I don't play basketball for an hour a day, like I can put on weight. And I, I, um, I more or less started to tweak things. I, I didn't have the, the the app or anything until much, much later. Actually, I, I wound up getting the app because I went a little bit too far in, in that direction and I wanted to figure out how to um, get a little bit leaner. Yeah, I remember that. I um, Yeah, so I use – this is just a couple of things that I use. So I use the MyFitnessPal for tracking caloric intake. And then what happens is I have a um, – for those that don't know, one of the things that helped me was going to Reddit Fitness. So, so Reddit has sub channels. So it would be Reddit slash our 
slash fitness. And there's a wiki on there that explains and gets rid of because there's so many false knowledge, right? Is like, oh, well, you know, men are this way and women are this way and you shouldn't eat before bed and you should never skip breakfast and all that's BS. Right? Yeah. It's like you, you – and what's <clears throat> what I loved about it was there's truth in why that people believe that. So, for example, breakfast was because when we were a very agricultural society, breakfast, you would go out and that's like what you had to work the fields all day. So, if you mm-hmm. didn't have that, you would get wrecked. You'd get sick. You were prone to injury. Like you needed that, yeah. but not in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, in fact, I actually fast now and I'll start around like 11 is when I'll have my coffee and – Wow. Lunch. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not hungrier. What used to happen is I would be ravenous. And I hear people say this all the time, like, it's that after dinner, I'm always so hungry. And um, so I don't even kick off my metabolism until 11. And then I work out mm-hmm. usually like between seven and eight and then take a shower and start winding down. So I don't get those late night um, things. And that was just a change, just a, a movement in time schedule, you know, yeah. and uh, I saw a difference. So the, um, that's where I found out. And I just wanted to say these terms because this is what the apps all use is your base metabolic rate, how many calories you need just to keep the lights on. What does your brain use, your organs use, your breathing use, all of the different chemical reactions in your, in your cells, right? And then you have your total daily energy expenditure. And this is where you are awesome, Phil, is that your TDEE is basically your net. How much calories did you consume and how much calories did you burn? And all up at the end of the day, there's a number there based on your age mm-hmm. and your, you know, like how fit you are and all. And so my number happens to be, I always remember this because it sounds like a year. It happens to be with an hour of cardio, 1954 Okay, at my age right now, which is 44. So in the shape I'm in, at the age I'm in, I if I go over 1954 calories after, oh, I'm sorry, 1954 is 500 under. So if I go on, if I do 1954 days, basically all I have to say, if I can hit that number as my net between whatever exercise and whatever calories, I lose on average about a pound a week. And the human body's weird because it may hold on and not lose weight for three weeks, and then all of a sudden I lose two in one week. This uh-huh. is just an average over a year, right? Mm-hmm. Now if I wanted to maintain which I also did for, I'd say, about six months um, towards the, the end of last year, beginning of this year, I noticed it's around 2,300. So the, regardless of my – if I stay around 2,300 calories, mm-hmm. I won't gain weight and I won't lose it either. You'll just kind of like stay there. And that number is different for everybody. It changes over time. And that's the whole secret to weight that I never knew that nobody ever told me is it's basically a math problem. And that's why people say exercise and diet, right? And that's why people swear they're like, I never step in a gym and I lose weight and I'm healthy. It's because they're eating at the whatever their daily right. a- energy, they're eating right. under that. So they're yep. going to lose. Yeah. I mean, uh, wh- so I started going to the gym, not because I wanted to have any sort of weight loss or anything like that. I mean, even from a very early age. I just wanted to get bigger, you know, and I did everything I could to get bigger and I was getting stronger. I mean, I remember being 150 pounds and, you know, when we were in college and I was bench pressing like 250 pounds or whatever, and I could not put a pound on. For me, the gym has always been more about um, performance than it has about how I look. I, I, um, I've been lucky. Strength training. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been lucky that I haven't really had to, to ever intentionally lose weight and, and, you know, other than to uh, like a little tweak here or there, because I realized, um, I just eat like a disgusting slob. <laughs> well, there's a, I want to, I just watched, uh, this, this is, a a thing of mine is I, in the morning, um, one of the things I do, so I'm having, I'm not having my coffee yet. Um, but I always watch something to learn from. They could be t- Ted talks, they could be YouTube videos, and I just watched one this morning, and I'll I'll share it in the in the notes. And I f- I found it fascinating. It was called uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it right now in the window too, so you could see it. Hold mm-hmm. on, um, here it is. That's the name of it, and then let me get the uh, the URL here. So oh, this, yep. yeah. So this guy, he's Australian. Uh, his name is Paul 
PJ James. He's a personal trainer. And Paul PJ James. Yes. Okay. So his middle um, name is PJ? I think his name's Paul James and people just call him PJ. Oh, got it. You know, like Paul James, just right. PJ for short. Yeah. Um, and so he was a he's a fitness model. He's been on the cover of, you know, men's fitness and all that, and a personal trainer and underwear model, totally kind of like shredded. But he's same as you feel. Like he's always he's just always been active. It's never been like um anything he's had a fight like a, like it make a conscious choice. It was just part of his life and mm-hmm. who he was. And so his clients would call him out on that. They're like, you don't know what it's like to be a fat person. You don't know what it's like to be addicted to this stuff. And it's hard, mm-hmm. right? And I've yeah. been in, on both sides of that. And so what he did to his credit is he decided in one year to gain 50% of his body weight. So he went, he basically gained almost a hundred pounds. And then he did wow. the same photo photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that was on it. And it's just this big, like, it almost looks like a beer belly. Mm-hmm. He gets man boobs. He just, he just puts on the, and, and you see uh, when you watch the video. I remember hearing about this guy and then he lost it all again. Yeah. That was his goal was to yeah. go through this and then lose it to prove to people that you can. Yeah. But what was super interesting to me was after 12 months of hitting up all this fast food, he did get addicted to it. And mm-hmm. you do see the, mental anguish of like him having to give this stuff up and not wanting to, and then forcing. And then he also goes through the problem of being in the gym and working his butt off and not losing anything. Yeah. 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 So so I was lucky that my parents, number one, they never kept junk in the house. And number two, my mom cooked every night and it was always balanced. It was always healthy. Like, I mean, she wasn't trying to make a lean meal, but a home cooked meal by, you know, your your mom is just always going to be better than the takeout Chinese I just had with my kids tonight. I always had like healthy yeah. food my entire life. And and nothing like my kids get dessert every night. If I got dessert a few times a year, <laughs> like my birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, like I, ne- I never even thought that that was a thing that you just have dessert on a regular basis. So it wasn't a part of my life. You know, yeah. when, I, when I got to college and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I can drink soda. No one's, no one's watching me. I can I can eat cookies and no one's watching me. Like, thank God that uh, that I was active enough to burn this stuff off. But I, I did develop from a very early age. And I think it's been something that helped me throughout even my later life is I knew what it meant to kind of have a well-balanced diet and to eat right. Even if I didn't know exactly what the, the specific numbers were, I knew that I wanted to have a little meat and a little yeah. you know, like vegetable like to, um, to just sort of round things out. And that's good. I think that's the exception, especially nowadays, to have that. And that's why – so we try to do that. It's funny. You know, we try and do that with our kids and uh, they'll trade at Mm -hmm. lunch. Like you hear story – like you pack a healthy lunch and they trade for the junk. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're – you know, everybody is a human being at the end of the day. Um, But yeah, man, me growing up, dessert with every meal, even with dinner. Never. Parents and, always had dessert. And yeah, I stopped that too. I rarely, I, you know what I have? Like when everybody orders dessert so that it can still be a social thing, I actually order coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll usually be decaf because it's, it's at night. But I feel like I'm participating in the event with everybody, right? It's not like it's, I'm sitting there watching you eat. Mm-hmm. I'm actually having um, something. But yeah, you're right. It's, um, it's so funny. You don't think about that stuff till you get older. Yeah. And, and, you know, I also never really was into alcohol necessarily. I think that helped quite a bit too, is that I was one of these kids in college that was drinking nonstop. I mean, I'll have a beer or two a month. You know, I don't ever drink coffee. Like that's never been a part of my life either. So like, I'm literally just an oddball when it comes to, to, to my diet and the things that like, when I get up in the morning, I have to eat breakfast. Like there's no option. I have to eat breakfast. I'm not one of these people that can wait. But, you know, if I don't eat breakfast, then then I'm miserable. <laughs> and and yeah. my energy levels are so tied. Like I used to have a boss and she knew that if we had to work late, like she had to order food because if she didn't order food and six o'clock rolled around, you know, my like whatever, my three, four hour mark if I didn't eat something, I would actually start, I would get so hangry and just like, I'd start shutting down. I wouldn't be able to think clearly. But as soon as I got food in me, I was right back to, you know, high energy fill, you know, figuring things out, brainstorming, whatever. It's just uh, keep, keeping, I guess, that cadence of, of eating has been, I think, one of the things that's helped me to sort of, to just regulate things. 
Yeah, I'm well, I'm real familiar with hangry. We have that in our house. So for everyone here, it's a, you get angry when you're hungry. Um, so I actually, I do keep like a protein bar around, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's, if I'm traveling because my patience is, goes away. Uh, when that happens, it's super, mm-hmm. super important. I, um, so that, that documentary was great because it, it's physical proof if anybody wants to see. And there's another thing I want to share is a book I read called The Younger Next Year, A Guide to Living Like You're 50 Until You're 80 and Beyond. And I'll share a, a link to it. I believe they have a, a, an audible book. What was great about this for me, again, looking at the science of this, is I was like, okay, if I've seen the changes for me now, and evidently I've beaten the odds because it's been three years and uh, now it's been two years of keeping it off. But it's been vi- constant vil- vigilance, diligence, vigilance, <laughs> vigilance for me. <laughs> Where I am still, uh, you know, I'm watching all my calories and I'm and I'm tracking everything. But I love that because I'm such a data mm-hmm. geek. Yeah. Um, but this basically said, if I do that now, uh, through the rest of my life, that you actually prevent the horrible things that we all associate with getting older. Mm -hmm. And that blew my mind because when I started down this journey, I was watching videos. Like one of the ones I watched was a 90 something year old man talking about weightlifting and other people that are just saying, Hey, I'm doing this. And I'm like, wait a minute, this should be then capable for everybody. And you know, this, you know, being a similar age to me, people around our, our, our age, the running joke, everybody just talks about, well, I'm getting older. Things don't work as well. And, blah, 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 you know, and, and you get older and stuff breaks. And there's some of like, you can't prevent physical injury, right? That can happen to anybody. And you, but the, the idea that you have to sit still and watch your body decay, Mm -hmm. um, the science and this book talks all about it is actually associated with lifestyle. And so they saw things even like early onset Alzheimer happening to people in their forties and fifties who retired because they had money. And it's, it's like, if you stop exercising and you're not getting enough sleep and you go onto this high fat, high salt, high sugar diet, that is basically fast food and everything else that, that people eat. Um, that's what that ages you. Mm-hmm. So the good news is, uh, and, and it, it's, it's worth checking out because the one guy is the doctor. So he's very serious and he talks about the science. The other guy is a guy in his seventies that's like skiing and doing triathlons. Like he was the patient and he writes very informal. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the good news is if you watch what you eat and you do at least 45 minutes to an hour exercise every single day, uh, you can live like you're 50 to, to well up until they said up until the last year of your life. Wow. Nobody can, nobody can stop that last year of decay, but Everything else, you're strong. You can you can lead a healthy lifestyle. He also said there's three other things you can't change. One is gravity, so everything sinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other is gray. You know, all hair color changes. You know, or falls out. That happens to everybody. And then the third thing is skin. Skin is not as elastic, yeah, um, as it was. But everything else, like your organs internally, how your brain functions, just strength, flexibility, mm-hmm. um, all of that is based on exercise and diet. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so that book helped change me uh, the way that I approach this now too, is now I look at it like I don't want to be 80 years old and not able to just hop on an airplane and go see the world. I want to be hiking. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to I do all that uh, stuff. So it's yeah. worth checking out. So, so I mentioned earlier that I um, – and we've been talking about sort of how it's been natural for me my entire life to just be active. And I just sort of naturally re- regulated. But when I tore my ACL, it was like a life altering experience for me because it, like my body and sort of my physicality was such a part of my identity that when I lost it, it was like I had lost almost like a part of myself, you know? And so I was so hell bent. And first of all, I was convinced that I was going to, you know, I was going to beat it. I was going to come back stronger than ever. I mean, it's a fairly common injury and people do come back, but I was like, I'm going to crush this thing. Uh, You know, I I more or less came back, I would say pretty effectively, but I I realized that age, whether I liked it or not, was catching up to me. And that was one of the things that just over the last couple of years, 
I've just had to tone it down. Like I, I cannot do oh, the yeah. things that I used to do. And as invincible as I thought I was, I have to be much more mindful of it now, you know, and, and it's sort of a cautionary tale for people that think that it's never going to happen to me. It even happened to me. And, and, um, you know, I'm starting to to really watch what I eat now. You know, I watch my sleep levels a lot more. I used to not care. I used to be up till three o'clock in the morning. I I never ate a salad. Like I have I have a salad probably at least four days a week for lunch now. Um, just sort of having to realize that. I remember uh, you sending me a picture of your salad. Yeah. Well, just having to realize that <laughs> no matter how, you know what you think it is. It's it is just like you said. It's just math, and eventually it's going to catch up to you that uh, that you have to be mindful of it. And, and like you said, it's a lifestyle thing, right? So you can't just for an hour a day decide that you're going to be fit. It's something that you have to be mindful of from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. Which is, I need to make sure that I'm you know getting the exercise, getting the food, getting the rest, even the um, the things that you might not think about, like stress levels and all that. You know, making sure that you take care of yourself so that you're you're not overly stressed out because that's going to affect your ability to be physically fit and your ability to get sleep and all these other things and it it creates this domino effect. Oh yeah. I remember just starting out and then seeing videos of Schwarzenegger. Mhm. Right? I mean, you know when we were growing up, just I mean this the pecs he's he'd flex and they were like somebody else's it was body. superhuman. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's He's very fit for his age and he's got, he's still, he's very active. I, I follow him online and, um, but he's not what he was at that age. And so you'll never be able to get the kind of mass and that strength and uh, performance that you can um, when you're a younger athlete, when you're older, but you can live healthy. Yeah. And that's kind of like how I've approached this. Like even my, uh, <laughs> like when I am doing weights, and I'm, if I'm doing, you know, I do deadlifts and bench press and overhead press, I am wearing a belt and I'm wearing gloves, mm-hmm. right? And that's like, you know, people might laugh at you when you're younger, like, bro, you're wearing gloves. But I'm like, I've had two carpal tunnel surgeries, one in each wrist. Mm-hmm. So I am wearing gloves and wrist guards um, and I'm because the, I am prone to injury at my age, you know? So it's, it's even if it's lower weight and you kind of swallow the pride, you get the benefits which is really what I want is I don't have to be the strongest man that ever lived. I just have to be healthy and strong for my family. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. It's hard, you know, having an ego see that (laughs) because there's another app I use called five by five. There's a whole bunch of different ones, but I use, I just find five by five is easy and then I can add other compound exercises. But when you see what you're struggling with, with weights, it's, it gets, you got to check your ego out the door. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> uh, listen, the gym that I go to now, I see people doing everything wrong. I oh, mean, everything. Yeah. Throwing weight around, like like doing curls wrong, doing bench press wrong. They're bouncing stuff off of themselves. Like, you're going to get hurt. If you don't pay attention to doing things properly, and, and again, I'm, I'm thankful that I had the tutelage of my uncle when I was younger because he showed me how to do all, you know, everything the right way. So, I, I more or less avoided a lot of the, the, the injuries that dumb college kids that just decide to go to the gym for the first time get. I was, I was more or less doing things properly, even though I had the ego too, you know. But, um, yeah. but you know, for me, it was like, I want to be good at basketball. I want to be good at this. You know, I want to be good at that. And so, that, that was why I was doing it. And as long as I was doing those things, I was fine. Like I wasn't measuring myself in any other way. So we're at the end of the episode. What would be your takeaways, well, lessons think, learned in, in that over the years? Yeah. So so do it early. You know, I mean, start early because your recovery time I agree with that, as man, you get older. As somebody who just started doing this seriously now, I will always wonder how big I could have gotten, how strong I could have gotten if mm-hmm. I had done that in my 20s. Yeah. I'll never know. Yeah. I mean, simple stuff like like going out and um, picking the weeds out of the garden, I'm sore for two days. You know, my your body just does not bounce back when you're in your 40s the way that it did when you were younger. And so, you got to be real careful. You know, a lot of people don't, don't start getting fit until they're almost to the point where they have no choice. And um, it's hard, man. You just got to be real careful. Don't try and overdo it. Make sure that you understand what your goals are. If your goal is just to, to be healthy, then then don't overdo it because just like anything else, it's all balanced. You want to be fit, but you also want to have balance in the other aspects of your life. 
Yeah, I would, I would leave it with two things. The first being, I, I still, I approach it this way is it's every 24 hours. I can't think about what my workouts were like last week, what they are moving forward. Um, that's how I lost the weight is I just thought about 500 calories a day. Mm-hmm. And if a, a pound a week is 52 pounds at the end of the year. So it's not a fast thing. Yeah. I run into that's that with my still, kids. That's a lot of weight for a year, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, you know, it adds up. And so my kids are like, I want to, I want to lose whatever now. And I'm like, well, if you want it now, you should have started last year. Mm-hmm. Well, first I say, you're a still growing body. So you shouldn't even be having this discussion Right, that you're not in that point. You need to start worrying about caloric intake. And, um, but you know, it's, it's, that's how I approach it. And that's what actually helped. I think if I had to think about the fact that my every day for the rest of my life means I have to go do this kind of exercise, it's overwhelming. You can't think of that as a human being. I think yeah. about it as between this time period is my time to, to go and be active. Yeah. Well, then, I, I, so I hate going to the gym. I always have, I always will. And so I, I, I do a similar thing where I don't think too far ahead. My only goal is to step through the front door of the gym. And as long as I do that, then if I work out, I work yeah. out. And if I don't, usually I, I convince myself too once I get there. I don't know. So one thing that's helped me. Yeah, because emotions uh, will lie to you and you got to just stick with it. You Sometimes it's just an intellectual thing. It says, nope, I'm going even though I don't want to do this. Do you, do you ever hear the book, The Five Second Rule? No. Yeah, it's 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 – um. Yeah, and I don't I don't have the details of it in front of me, but basically, it was a woman who um, who created this, and it's a little bit gimmicky, but she created this rule where whenever she starts to want to like talk her herself out of something, she will just count backwards from five, like it's a liftoff, like a like a the space shuttle liftoff. Just go five, four, three, two, one, and she goes. And that that exercise of just thinking about the counting instead of thinking about the things that are going to convince her not to do the thing that she wants to do are enough to usually get her across the um, the start line, so to speak. Yeah, that I've 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 heard studies uh, like uh, short term if you don't act on something within five minutes, it's gone forever. Like those, those kind of things. I could mm-hmm. see how that would work. Um, and then the second part that I, I, you, you made me think about when you were talking about weeding and stuff is when there's so much stuff, like there's no magic bullet with this, but what's fascinating is when you truly do take the time to start learning about this stuff, I, I it's like, there's so much that you'll learn and you'll appreciate more. It's like, um, if you've ever taken an art history class, like you can appreciate what the artist was trying to do, right? Like architecture, if you, you get some background in architecture to look at buildings, like you just see the world in a different light. And so I started approaching it. I started off with weight loss, right? And then I kind of learned about caloric intakes and all of that. But then I started to look, I realized I had what's called interior pelvic tilt, which happens to a lot of people who are in front of computers all day where you're actually leaning forward all the time because you've sat in a chair for so long that your body has now contracted. And so I started looking into stretching and flexibility, which is a whole nother thing, right? You look at yoga, not just, you know, meditation, stuff like that, but the the benefits of what that means to be flexible. Um, A lot of pain. I was having back pain. I used to take pillows on uh, airplanes. I eliminated all of that. And I still, every morning I go through 10 minutes of stretches. I do them on my hip flexors, which is basically what gave me the interior pelvic tilt. I also still get very tight hamstrings. So I work out, stretch my hammies every morning. And then I work out my hip abductors, which are also, everybody's different. But because I got hit by a car when I was younger, when I was 15, my left hip abductor is prone to strains. I've I've been in places, uh, I was actually in... Um, Sweden and I couldn't walk for two days because my hip abductor just wow. went out on me. Oh, and yeah. That was I remember because, you telling me that. Yep. Yeah. And that was because I walked like 15 miles around the city because I love walking. But, you know, it's, it's, it's limitations of me because I have that injury. So it's super interesting. Once you learn the flexibility and here's the other thing, because I started getting into strength training, what I love about compound movements like the squat, you cannot do 
a good squat. You can't go below parallel, which basically means you're, you're trying to dip your butt as low to your knees, but you're keeping your ankles on the ground. Mm-hmm. You can't do any of that if you aren't flexible. If you have any kind of injury or any kind of stuff prone. So it took me six months. Uh, I used to have to do air squats and doing all the hip flexor exercises to be able to do that. And then I plateaued on overhead presses and I got these bands and I learned these really amazing um, exercises. Maybe I'll, I'll share some of these um, on how to actually increase shoulder strength. So I used to have a problem all the time, Phil, where my shoulders would pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't rotate them correctly and now i have zero pain oh wow and i can i'm fully flexible yeah and i no longer i don't even take any kind of head pill or anything on a plane i can sit and have zero back pain and uh when i was looking at this there a lot of them there was a guy and i'm I'm not i can't remember his name so i'm not doing him justice but he's like in his 70s and he's the most flexible guy i've ever seen and he lives pain-free and that's what his whole thing is like mm-hmm. pain is your body's way of telling you that something's wrong. And again, it's not an easy thing. Like it took me a year before I, uh, I started to like have relief. You just have to be consistent at it because the body's going to stay in the position that it's used to. Yeah, right? man, I, I got to uh, say though, Dave, like, you know, we talked in, in episodes prior about you sort of doing a thing for a couple of weeks and moving on. I mean, this fitness thing, like you, you went all in on this. Like, it's very impressive. And oh, you should, thanks. You should definitely be proud of yourself. You know, I mean, the way that you approached it where you didn't just do a little bit, like you did your research, you were all in, you, you watched the videos, you did your homework. I mean, listen, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I would say that <laughs> you, some of the information that you've given here has been stuff that I like, I've even learned, even though you've told me some of this stuff before, like I can actually listen to this and it's going to help me out because, uh, you do have an awful lot of knowledge on the topic. Yeah. Well, thanks. And it's not, it's not that I'm smart by any means. It's, it's, it's because people have taken the time to share that. Yeah. I would would never call you smart. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a smart ass, but, um, but for me, that's what I, I approached it like what, and I never started out to like, it was, I was like, well, why can't I do this exercise? And then when you go and search it, here's a YouTube video saying, well, are you having problems like this? Well, it's this. And this is like what, where physical trainers are helpful too, is um, you can, as you start to do these things, you start to work on other areas. And that's what I love about it is like, yeah, my main goal is to get stronger in my main compound lifts, but I'm going to go spend six months working on this one area. And, but that's like your life, you yeah. know? And then it, it, it's uh. Well, the whole moving tra- forward, it just uh- the whole trainer thing is like that's a tricky one because there was this period, of, you know, when fitness became a fad, right? When when all of a sudden it became um, a thing to be fit, and like everyone started going to the gym and doing like you know CrossFit and all this other stuff. The amount of bad trainers and the amount of people that got into it without necessarily having the knowledge to be good at it heard a lot of horror stories about people that have used quote unquote trainers and they got hurt really bad because the person didn't really know what they were doing. So, um, I, 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 um, I think a trainer is yeah, great, I, but you got, you got to do your homework. I agree. And this is what I love about the internet because it, it's the same with social media. If somebody is filled with BS, I feel like that gets weeded out. Like you have to be, you can't really fake it. Like you could fake it back in the day because people couldn't go Google you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can go say something and and people, but now people can fact check stuff. I'm going to share, I'm I'm putting a link in if you want to check this out and I'll share him online. This guy is our age. Um, and he's got over 5 million subscribers on YouTube. And some of his videos are the most amazing things that I've ever watched. He explains it. He explains why, um, that stuff goes on. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's called athlean X. And he trains celebrities. He does all sorts of stuff. Um, I think his name is Jeff Jeff Cavalier. Um, the guy is totally shredded. And so th- he's shown me things to do with bands of like how to open up. And then what's really great is he explains the muscle because every this is what's fascinating about it is like at the end of the day, you're only doing an exercise because you want to work that muscle. Mm-hmm. And so if you actually understand – why the exercise was created and what the movement's all about, because it's trying to do this thing with the muscle, then yeah, that's, you know, then you can focus on. 
Exactly. You're not like just you're not doing it to burn calories. You're actually doing it for yeah. the. It is. I mean, for that do, doing weights and really anything where you're really doing nothing but just the the fitness thing requires tremendous focus. If it's yoga, if it's again CrossFit, if it's whatever, you can't be distracted and be doing this stuff because you will get hurt, or you're just not going to get the improvements that you want because you're not paying attention to it. But the focus thing is, is key. That's why I, I don't like to work out for a long time. You know, some, some of these folks work out for two hours, like I'm in and out yeah, 45 minutes max. I don't have my phone with me. I'm not doing anything, but working out and then going home. Good. Yeah. You should, I, I that's how I look at it too. So I, it's always an hour. Um, when I got a little bit crazy, uh, when I was trying to get down into the, to the one forties, I did do an hour and then an hour cardio and then a half hour of weights. Mm -hmm. So it was like 90 minutes. And it, my, you know, my kid's are like, where's dad? He's still, you know, and I realized I was just spending so much time. And so I was like, what if I just, what if I just do the hour, no matter what it is? So one day's an hour weights, one day's an hour cardio. Right. And it, the results were about the same. I think it's all, it's all mental, right? It's like, you can want something so bad that you are spending more time there, but then it's not a lifestyle. It's because I was trying to get to the goal. Mm -hmm. um, and then once once I had new goals, which was this is just now part of my daily routine to be healthy, it changed that. You know, I imagine if uh, if I ever like set a goal where I want to put this much mass on or I want to be a certain body fat, uh, that those will change. But yeah, I agree with you. Anything over an hour, like it's crazy, man. Okay, everybody's got a life. Yeah. Everybody's got something to do. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, that was good. I enjoyed talking about uh, fitness. Hopefully, there's some good uh, lessons and some good info. Yeah. Uh, like in here, you, I'll if, put them in the notes for people. If nothing else, people like us can listen to this and be like, oh, okay, I'm struggling with these, these things and you know, maybe get a little bit of, uh, if, if not information, but uh, piques people's interest to go get the information. Yeah. And I'll leave you just get one more takeaway I'll leave. Um, and you can check this out right now. There's another subreddit called Pro P Progress Picks. And I can't tell you because we're so – a lot of this is mental, right? So there will be times when I'm like, why am I doing this? I go into Progress Picks and I look for another guy that's the same. I don't even care what age, just the same height as me. Mm -hmm. So the way people do it is you post if you're a man or woman, your starting weight, your current weight, your goal weight, and then you post your height. And, um, you know, those, those, those different weights. And it is so motivating to see like a, somebody who's at your current weight and then what they look like a year later. Wow. Cause it's all before and after pictures. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you, I, when I was my first year, I was on there every night before bed. And it's like, uh, we're such social as human beings. We're so, you don't realize that. And when you look, it's very motivating mm -hmm. to see somebody go through that. So check that one out. It's, um, I'll put it in the show notes too. It's Reddit. There used to be somebody had a script where you could just say what your height and weight is and male or female, and they would just pull it up. That was great because I could see all people that were my that's cool. My height and weight. Yeah. But that it's, uh, it's not there anymore. But progress picks on Reddit. All right. Awesome, man. 